and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, another black triangle and more orbs. That's correct, another black triangle and more orbs. Now, just before we get into this black triangle that was sighted over Idaho, I've got a couple of other uh, sightings that I'd like to take a look at that are quite interesting. Now, I have these posted uh, on the website, ufowarning.com, ufowarning.com, and you can go there and link, of course, this first one comes from Charlotte, North Carolina, and you might remember that we had this orb sighting down there in North Carolina here about a month or so ago. I think I still have some links actually at ufowarning.com there. Once again, we have more orbs. This time it says, Longtime pilot photographs mysterious orange orb in daytime sky over North Carolina mountains. Now, this article comes from the uh, Charlotte Observer, I believe it is, charlotteobserver.com, and the article is by Joe Marosak, Marosak, I can't quite pronounce the name, and it just came out October 23rd, 2020. It says, as a 45-year pilot, Charles Cobb had never seen anything like the orange tinned orb in the North Carolina mountain sky on a sunny late morning in June. The object was round and irregular, he said and it would suddenly plummet tens of thousands of feet. And it would suddenly plummet tens of thousands of feet before soaring right back up, he said. Cobb, an 88-year-old Korean War combat veteran, spotted the mysterious object while sitting at Silver Creek Airport in Morgantown, where he visits each day to check on the 1940 Piper Cub he keeps in a hangar. Minutes... <clears throat> Ticked by as an object and its exhaust plume hovered 30,000 feet to 40,000 feet toward Table Rock, Cobb said. He was referring to the plateaued peak near northeast of Asheville. That's a popular tourist destination for its panoramic view of the surrounding Linville Gorge, as described by AshevilleTrails.com. Says Cobb said he finally pulled out his iPad and took photos of the flying object and its opaque center. It was 11.18 a.m. June 12th. Now, it has a picture here, and, you know, it's a decent enough picture for being taken with a, you know, a computer tablet. And you can see an orb, and it seems to have a trail behind it. That's what makes it interesting. Now, I, you know, the trail could be caused from a camera blur, but I'm not sure. It says it was hard to tell the size, he said, although he distinctly recalled the craft dropping at times to maybe 15,000 feet before shooting up to at least 30,000 feet. Now keep in mind this guy's a pilot, so he's probably going to have a pretty decent uh, estimation on the altitude of something. And then it has a picture here listed, shown. It says the object vanished at one point when he happened to look down at his iPad, but it soon reappeared, he said. The fact that it could zoom up almost out of sight made this no ordinary object he's convinced. The craft also was flying parallel during the 15 to 20 minutes he watched it. He said so it couldn't have been a comet. Comets come toward you, he said. This object always pointed north. Definitely not a comet, Bernard Aguirre, board advisor with the Astronomy Club of Asheville, agreed after the Charlotte Observer emailed the club two of Cobb's photos. There is no reported astronomical object, certainly not a comet, in the sky that would appear that bright that June 12, 2020 date, Argar said in an email. There were no comets then that would be that bright, so they would be visible in the daytime sky. It really looks to me more like sunlight reflected off a distant jet. 
and its related condensation trail, typically that would disappear from sight in less than 20 minutes. Well, I don't agree with that, because, and you can go to the website ufowarning.com, link to the article, and look at the picture and see what you think. But it looks to me just like he describes it, like an orb with a trail behind it. It doesn't look anything like an airplane or a jet or anything like that. Now, as far as describing contrails lasting 20 minutes, we call those things chemtrails. A contrail lasts about 20 seconds, just long enough for the temperature to, uh, you know, to meet equilibrium with the temperature and the, and the ice crystals just dissolve away or whatever. Chemtrails, on the other hand, uh, they come out behind jet airplanes and they can stay there all day long. 20 minutes, not a big deal for them. But to say that this a normal contrail is going to last behind an aircraft for 20 minutes, no, I don't believe that for a second. Okay, it says, good luck getting a definitive answer on this one, he added. The Carolinas are well documented are a well-documented hotbed of UFO sightings. One recent study had Charlotte beaming itself up into the ranking of the top 10 largest North American cities for total UFO sightings in the past century, the observer previously reported. Other cities in the Carolinas make related lists for sightings per capita, including Wilmington, Asheville, and Myrtle Beach. The Queen City's 153 sightings of mysterious lights, discs, and orbs in the sky since 1910 had Charlotte ranked ninth among the 25 largest cities by population and tops in North Carolina. San Francisco-based True People Search compiled the rankings based on sightings people sent to National UFO Reporting Center in Davenport, Washington. No one reported the sighting similar to Cobbs that day to the nonprofit center, which maintains a public database of objective UFO data. According to its website, it offers an online form and telephone hotline to report sightings. At 9 p.m., about 10 hours after Cobb's sighting, a Huntersville resident reported the sighting of bright light flares turning 90 degrees in the sky. At 525 the following morning, a Salisbury resident saw a spear or teardrop structure streaming across the sky with a vapor trail and cast off glare from the rising sun, according to the National UFO Reporting Center database. So what this is shaping up to look like is maybe this is the same object or group of objects that's being spotted by multiple people over, say, a 12 or 15 hour period. It says, round and irregular object. Cobb said the shape of the object is why he's certain it was no plane. No reflection off a jet, he said. This object, while zooming to incredible heights and coming back down, was always heading in a northerly direction, as the photos show. Yet it remained in the general area that I was viewing. A plane of any sort passing through my viewing area would have been out of sight in a matter of a few minutes, he said. Cobb said he's shown the photos to many pilot friends who all who all are as stumped by the object as he is, including a recent American Airlines retiree who flew F-4 Phantoms in the Air Force. None of my flying friends have any idea as to what it is, what it was, he said. Cobb lives in Morgantown and served on a Navy destroyer during the Korean War. He said he thought the object was a huge kite with a tail at first. He put it out of mind until Wednesday, he said, when he happened upon an, air time, an airline pilot's account on YouTube of a mysterious object that came within 100 feet below him on a flight from Dallas-Fort Worth to Charlotte in 2003. Nearly 100 passengers were on board when the pilot maneuvered to avoid the unknown object. The airline was not named in the History Channel's video that's drawn 339,500 views. Quote, your brain says this can't be happening, but you have to deal with the here and now, in the present, the pilot says in a video, 100 feet 
is a thumbnail away from where you're at, and that distance can be closed in literally a fraction of a second. Cobb contacted the observer, he said, in hopes someone else might have seen it too. Well, that's a really interesting report by uh, what you know most of us would consider a pretty reliable uh, witness describing what they've saw. They have the picture right there and, that you can look at, and you have the you have uh, the location where it happened at the time that it happened, and an actual picture of the UFO. It's really uh, an interesting case. Like I said, it's there, and I have the link posted at. UFOWarning.com. There also was some news of some space junk uh, coming in over Hawaii. Some people thought that was a UFO. A little bit of question mark here because they had predicted, uh, I don't know, but one source said a Chinese rocket. I think somebody else said it was a Russian satellite. It was supposed to re-enter the atmosphere on October 24th and it came on the 26th. But uh, judging from the video, and you can you can go and find the link to that article at the website, it looks to me like it probably is classic um, space junk coming in and burning up as it as it uh, comes into the atmosphere. But still, still cool one to look at. There was one other one that I want to get to before the triangle uh, report over U- over Idaho, and this is um, a UFO video from Ohio, and there's a short account here. Now, um, it comes from conspiracytheories.info. It says, we got it very close UFOs encounter over Ohio 2020. And then it has a video here, and I think the video is from Third Phase of the Moon. These guys do a lot of stuff. They do a lot of good work, I think. And uh, what I liked about this video was that it was an excellent video of the UFO. Someone had a high-quality uh, cell phone there or whatever, and they videotaped this craft going over. It doesn't make any noise. It looks like a slow-moving, uh, I don't know if you'd call it an orb, or, but it's so bright. It's just, it's somewhat cir- circular. I guess I'd almost describe it the same way as this fellow had the orange orb that he saw. is circular and irregular. But this thing's moving over the neighborhood. It looks to me like it's not that high up. And it's, but it's intensely bright. Now, in the video, it, it appears purple in color. But if you read, if you watch the video, they actually get, they actually get a uh, secondary account from the eyewitness, and he describes that the light was actually white, but it showed up as purple on the video. And uh, he describes how he got in contact with the FAA and tried to track this thing down, but really wasn't having any luck. I mean. Uh, the F, I think it was the FAA told him that he thought that it could be a helicopter, but when he went back and found the flight records, there was no flight records for any helicopter that night. And you see that in a lot of these cases. It seems like when people do try to go through government channels to report this stuff, they end up getting their brush off. That's what it looks like. But luckily, he got a video of this out there. Uh, Third Face put it up, and they have uh, somebody uh, got it to them. Uh, and they went back and they not only got the video of the actual UFO, but they went back a few months later then apparently and got an actual interview uh, with uh, the uh, re- observer, the fellow that reported it. And so many times when we see these things posted online, it's great to see the videos. It's a pain to get them posted sometimes, quite frankly, because the person takes a video and it's almost, you know, it, it, it can just be a hassle to get those videos from the person's cell phone up to a YouTube channel. But then to actually go back and, and actually get uh, a reporter on the ground interviewing the person that was the eyewitness, that's just adds so much to the story, I think. It says, uh, incredible video just into third phase of the moon via 
Doc Skipper, who received a UFO video from Ohio. We have exclusive testimony from the eyewitness and the video on the event. And I would just, uh, like I said, I would go there to the website, ufowarning.com. You can click on the link. It's about a 10-minute video. And it's worth watching because, like I said, you have the combination of high-quality video of the actual UFO as it's kind of floating overhead. And then you have about like a five- or six-minute interview with the eyewitness describing what he's seen and uh, the progress that he's been able to make on trying to, uh, trying to find out what this thing was. Good work to third phase. Now, the last thing I want to cover here uh, quickly is uh, this... There's uh, a link here that does have multiple reports on it, some good ones. Basically, there's two stories here that I found interesting, and this is from earthmysterynews.com, earthmysterynews.com. The first story, the headline says, Black Triangle Sighted Over Idaho. And I think that the contributor is David Aragon, maybe? It says, Case 111479, Stephen, a pseudonym, who lives in a wooded mountainous region near Athol, Idaho, spotted a black triangular craft moving at the speed of a small aircraft from east to west toward his house. And then it says, Stephen estimated, and this comes from MUFON, it says, Stephen estimated the craft to be between 30 feet to 100 feet in length and traveling at about 60 miles per hour. There were no flashing lights, no red or green navigation lights as required by FAA. There were lights in each. There were no flashing lights, no red or green navigation lights as required by FAA. There were lights. There were lights in each corner of the triangle, though he did not specify what color. When it approached his house, the triangle stopped, then hovered for a short time, and then proceeded along the same path and altitude of approximately 1,000 feet. And at the same speed, testimony below differs from sketch, as the craft passed over his head at over his head at an eighty-five elevation, it approached it blocked out the star field above. So it's it's close enough that he can't see the stars behind it. That tells you that's fairly close. The craft was completely silent and there were no emissions. See Stevens sketch below. And then it has a sketch here of the house and stuff. Like I said, you can go to the website, ufowarning.com, and you can link to the article there. Stephen's description of the event follows. It says, this sighting took place on 9-10-2020. So that's just a couple months ago, September 10th, 2020, at approximately 8-22 p.m. I noticed a craft traveling in a westerly direction at a speed comparable to a small engine aircraft. The aircraft made no sound, stopped in midair, hovered, for approximately five seconds, then took off in the same direction at ground speed. Now, I'm pretty sure that a small engine aircraft has to has to travel at least 90 miles an hour to stay airborne. If somebody out there is a pilot, they can correct me on that. But uh, I'm pretty sure that's it has to be traveling, you know, 90 to 100 mile an hour, the typical uh, little Cessna, whatever. So the original estimation at 60 mile an hour might have been uh, a little slower. Maybe the maybe he was having trouble gauging the altitude of this thing. It says the craft appeared black against the night sky, except for three lights at the points. There were no flashing lights or red or green lights at the tips. The craft blocked out the stars. The craft blocked out the stars as it was slightly as it silently moved west. I watched the craft fly out of sight beyond. 
the trees. It says, uh, case description unknown, UAV, triangle-shaped lights over Malaysia. Now, that's, that's, that, that's the triangle case right there. We've seen a few of these. They seem to be popping up a little bit, uh, the black triangles. Not the massive, huge ones like we've, like we've had reported uh, in uh, Phoenix back in the 90s, or the one that we recently talked about where it was four times the size of a football field. But now this sounds like one of these smaller black triangles, like I personally have seen a few times, you know, years ago, that almost seem like they might be some sort of uh, top secret or uh, off-the-books aircraft that, that we would expect to be human-built. The, the, the fact that they're able to fly this slow at altitude, like we said, a, a, a Piper Cub's got to stay about about 90 mile an hour just to stay a- airborne. Okay, just that's just the physics of it. Maybe faster than that. Now, if he's flying, uh, you know, an ultralight or something, sure. But they're describing these things as moving at about 60 mile an hour. That's too slow for a conventional aircraft to stay in the air. Okay, maybe an ultralight, but not a conventional aircraft. So, also the fact that these things have lighting on the corners. I mean, a lot of people have reported those, but not the conventional FAA lightings. Now, as I've talked about on the show before, the, the I've seen before ones, some of the ones that have this almost like a gold or, or white light on the back that seems to phase in and out. Now, some people think that's connected somehow with whatever power plant it uses, and that, that light we see somehow is uh, associated with the energy that these things create, or the gravity, uh, the gravity field they create around them that enables them to travel at altitude at these slow speeds. I think they're one of the most uh, interesting type of UFO out there because of these small black triangles. They're so similar in the ways that people describe them, and you, you kind of got to wonder what's going on with Idaho. I, you know, when I hear a sighting like this, I think the fun thing to do is to keep your ears open to, to see if any cattle mutilations happen to pop up in the near future. Of course, we know we've had some pretty draconian uh, uh, law enforcement action going on with the COVID out there. They arrested a bunch of people for simply being outside without mask on. So we have a lot of stupidity going on out there. Maybe they're here to watch that. But definitely, if something is flying at that altitude, it has lights on. It doesn't care if you see it. You have to ask yourself the obvious question, is it here to observe us as well as us observing it? Now, the one last case I want to look at, and like I said, if you go to the website, ufowarning.com, you're going to see a pretty good picture at the top of this article. There's a skyscraper, and there's three orbs up here. They look to be kind of a yellow collar, kind of a pastel blue collar, and then maybe actually four orbs, uh, and then a kind of a reddish-orange collar. And what it says is... Um, We find this case here. Here we go. September 24th, 2020, 10.08 p.m. Uh, triangle-shaped lights over Malaysia. Now, they're calling this triangle-shaped. And, you know, you look at this picture, and I'm not sure or if these are points of a triangle or if it's a triangle-shaped or if it's a triangle formation. You know, it's hard to say in some of these cases because it's night, it's dark out, or the light's bad, and you're seeing these orbs. You can't tell if they're part of a craft or if they're simply just orbs uh, in a formation. It says 
it says, uh, let me get my place here again. September 24th, case 11564. At a little after 10 p.m. in Kuala Lumpur, the capital of Malaysia, Etienne Giost, name withheld, was just outside his building looking upward. He observed two blue lights in proximity to one orange light. There was a second orange light at some distance. All of the lights, let's call them orbs, were unwavering. There were no emissions and there was no sound. The orbs remained stationary at all times. They were at an altitude of more than 500 feet and directly overhead. After taking a 10-minute telephone call, the orbs had disappeared. <clears throat> Etienne's description of the orbs above the building follows. I was, standing, I was standing outside my building and then looked at the sky. It was cloudy, but lights appeared in the, in the sky above my building. One orange shaped from these two blue lights and one orange and aside from that was another orange light. I took a phone call and the next time I looked into the sky about 10 minutes later, nothing was there anymore. No one no sound and no moving shape. Now, if you look at the pictures, you can see, I suppose, I, I described the colors as kind of pastel. Well, if you look at this close-up, you can see that it's very overcast and cloudy. So these lights could have been could have been extremely bright, but they're shining through this cloud barrier. It says, um, to this writer's eye, the enlarged photograph above appears to show two very indistinctive blue-colored orbs in this proximity to a strange orb to a single orb, rather, far right. And that's what I would say. It looks like it looks like in the first picture you have two orange orbs. Here you have two blue. So what I see is, I see four separate orbs. Three colors. Three colors. Yellow, red, and blue. It says, separated from these three orbs appear to be a second indistinct orange-colored orb. Far left, the witness used the words triangle-shaped lights in the, in the short-written description. Perhaps Etienne meant triangle-shaped configuration, or two blue lights and one orange light and the side. From that, there was another orange light. Unfortunately, we'll never know. The field investigator's report was devoid of any written analysis, so we'll definitely have to conclude it was something of an unknown origin. Well, you get a lot of these cases. People, you know, they, they post a picture, they give you a short description of when, where, what, but you don't get that follow-up because they just want to remain anonymous. But still the same, some really cool pics. They look, they look uh, authentic to me, whatever they are. So we're seeing these, the same uh, uh, story seems to be coming up over and over now where we have these two very common uh, UFOs, this UFO phenomena, the smaller and larger black triangles. We're seeing both of them, and we're also seeing these orbs over and over and over again. And we're seeing we're seeing them, and we're starting to get some decent pictures come in by people that uh, some of them are, are coming forward, and they seem to be good witnesses. Like I said, it's all there at ufowarning.com. You can link to the articles uh, that we're talking about, lots of good information on there. And until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.